You're listening to Bleed TV, the only podcast for today's best shows and movies. I'm Zach. And I'm Cash. And tonight we got Westworld. This is the opening... The season, series premiere. Series premiere, yeah. And uh, not the pilot, either, by the way. This has got a title. Yeah, the original. Which the original. We were just talking about it, and I'm not sure if HBO has anything that starts off with the pilot. Uh, I'm willing to bet there's something, maybe early, but you know, mm. this one's not. Who cares? Um, the director, uh, we got this is a Nolan brother, isn't it? Yeah, good old Jonathan, who uh, is, we uh, just found out. Yeah, I guess that would be the DeVito of the Schwarzenegger <laughs> and the twins. You yeah, know, the yeah, lesser known. The lesser known, <laughs> riding the coattails all the way. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the stain on the mattress. And, you know, uh, but uh, shoot, I can't talk bad. I thought it was visually impressive to watch. We were definitely wanting something to hold us over until Game of Thrones came back, and I think we found it. Yes, there, there's no doubt. Um, well, let's just go ahead and hit it. What was your immediate immediate opinion of the season premiere? What is going on and why do I love this so much <laughs> was pretty much my immediate opinion. Um, you know, I, sadly, I have to say that, you know, I did a little bit of homework going into it, so I kind of understand it. What I didn't do was go watch the original movie or get any of the original material. I wanted it to be a completely new you know sensory overload of you know awesomeness and that's what delivered to me oh yeah i mean i think it definitely would have been that because i talked to a lot of people who watched the original movie and everything and said it was fantastic it was just too far ahead of its time yes and i can definitely see why they would say this about this show just from everything that we got in this one season opener you know and sadly my brother uh jake was supposed to be with us tonight and he's ill we got the little 24-hour bug i mean he fought tooth and nail to get us to watch this show so there's no doubt that he was is quite upset that he's not talking about it but we're going to sprinkle in his opinion which is pretty close to ours with a lot (laughs) of this stuff but one thing he definitely said and which we even put out there on facebook and twitter and all this stuff was the opening credits were amazing. I mean, just out of this world, well done. Could be one of the best opening credits I've ever seen. Kept me fascinated all the way through. And I mean, just like the building of everything, of the people and stuff, I was hooked. You know you know what it made me think of? One of my favorite movies, which some people might laugh and giggle or fall off the couch or just continue not to listen to us anymore, <laughs> is The Fifth Element. You know, and if you ever watch The well, Fifth Element... Well, if you don't like The Fifth Element, you can pretty much just turn us off at this point. <laughs> yeah, really, because, I mean, it might be cheese, but it's, it's a fantastic movie. Um, is that, you know, the whole scene of them regenerating her, mm-hmm. you know, from just, you know what little they had left, you know, that machine putting all that together. It made me think about that is, you know, very similar, you know, in its, you know, concept of how they created these things. I mean, just seeing them attach the tendon for some reason, I was like, it was just so fascinating. It was perfect. You know, I, you know, what did it for me is that it was all monocolor. You know what I mean? Like if they were like showing a fleshy tendon to a muscle, I think it wouldn't have worked. I might've been gagging. Exactly. I think that what made it work is that, it was all one color. You could see it like they're... It was like plaster. Yeah, it's almost like it was a synthetic of everything, you know? And I thought that was really, really neat, you know? Which, I, are you interested to see how we actually get the skin color tone onto yes, these people? I, hope, I definitely hope they continue to show more and more, but not give it all away at once. I want to see them gradually, so it's almost like they're peeling an onion back to figure out how the onion was created. You know, I'd love to see how they do this, you know, but they're doing it in the opposite way, you know, where you start off where you're seeing the bones and the half stuff. Because it's so crazy how you'll see a half of a full face and the other half is not fully developed yet. Yeah. And it's and like, 
Uh, yeah, that's that's awesome. Well, I mean, there's so much more like that they have to do with this. It's like, is this a virtual reality? Are they somewhere? How are they talking to the bodies naked, but they're dressed inside of this place immediately after? So, I mean, I think they're going to be feeding this little tidbits all throughout. Yeah, I hope so. Because they left a lot of holes, but it's it's holes you're curious about, not holes you're like, oh, they messed up. You know yeah. what I mean? There's a big difference in a pothole and a hole you look you look forward to looking through. And, and it's one of those that we're like, okay, they're going to be feeding us all throughout, and I can't absolutely. wait to learn a little bit more. Absolutely. And like, that just goes with how we're saying like the building, like how they get the tendons and then go to the bones and the skin. Yes, everything is a process. I really enjoyed that. I mean, uh, I was really... I was really quite taken with the in initial episode. Um, there was a little bit of build up here and there, but it was so necessary and so well done. Um, let's talk about the characters, you know, so we, cause I'm gonna mess this up a few times, you know, cause some of them, but the, I would say your, your primary character, which you could be anybody. Cause really, cause there's, if you, if you clock screen time, it's pretty even with a lot of these main characters. I mean, it's like HBO. They don't really carry main characters just because you're always scared that someone's going to die right off the bat. I agree. I'm going to tell you one of the, t uh, the characters that kind of surprised me as being one of the main. I think Bernard was one of your guys. It was seen a lot. Fantastic. Like, um, yeah, Hunger Games alum, you know. And that's immediately how I saw him. I was like, oh, we got BT in here. And then, like, the board that, like, we saw from the virtual reality or however we were calling this, I was like, very uh, Hunger Games. But knowing that he was the scientific person in that movie just rolled right into this yeah, for me. Yeah, it's almost yeah. It's like he didn't even have to change character. No, you know, we gave him you know. BT but I mean, he's such a fantastic actor; it wouldn't have mattered. Top notch, top notch. Um, of course, you have uh, is it Dolores? Is that her name? Yeah, she's our, is the female lead, or you know, one of these synthetic. I call it like to me. It's, I wouldn't call him an android or something. It's like a synthetic human. Well, we're not seeing any roboticness necessarily. Yeah, you see zero metal. You see nothing. It looks no like chips or anything. It looks like, like I said, I, it makes me think of synthetic. You know, I, so I'm gonna call them synthetics. So For now, we're tentatively labeling them synthetics. Yeah. Um, the they she's your. She's our main yeah. character in that. Well, our pseudo main character pseudo because there's character. another. Uh, right. And then, of course, her basic love interest, which we see change is a character named Teddy. Great um, name. You know, yeah, Teddy. <laughs> a powerful, soft-spoken name. Love it. Absolutely. Good old country boy, you know. You know, well, only in appearance smile. because he doesn't really understand much of the cowboy life. Yes, no, that we found out very no. quickly. No, you know, and I mean, it was it was funny and interesting hearing her school him on the ways of the cowboy instead of vice versa. Absolutely, you know, put a little bit of the power spin on the other foot. Yeah, there's no doubt. Um, of course, you know, the two biggest actors on the show didn't necessarily get the most screen time. I, I would say I that by predicted. far they had the least. Yeah, I kind of predicted it because, you know, I, my brother and I debated, and that was something before we talked about the pod, is is that how do you get Anthony Hopkins to be on TV? And I said, you know, I bet you his screen time is minimal. I bet you it's not a situation where he's that guy doing hours and hours of work consistently over however many episodes we're going to be doing. I'm willing to bet his is, you know, is minimal. And But what time he was on the screen – He's a steal. I mean, he steals the show. Steals every scene. Now, I just kind of want to ask you, what kind of vibes are you getting from Anthony Hopkins? I'm going to tell you my vibe is is that alternative motive is the two key words I have for his character. I think he nailed it right on the head because just something in my stomach is always turning. Like, he knows something that he's not letting on to everybody else. And he's just kind of leaving 
little breadcrumbs for everyone to pick up on and no one is doing it. The biggest deal there, the biggest clue to that was is that his whole little spiel to Bernard about, um, you know, we can cure any disease mm-hmm. and, you know, basically we just have not discovered the fountain of youth. And that so that means we're basically done as a species. And so I think when you when you when you can only achieve your highest point, the only place to go is the backwards. Yeah. And so by creating chaos or havoc is the next stimulus to feed a drive, you know, and if you're the creator of something and you know you're not going to be able to see where it goes from there. Why not destroy your own work? You know, I mean, if I can't have it, why let anyone else? Exactly. I mean, there's just it's a you know the age old tale. I think I think that's the whole deal, and I think they've given us little you know Easter eggs here and there, little things, and to like it's almost experimental. You know what I mean? I mean it is because what's he working with? Like the reverbs? Is that what they called it? Uh Or and just how something so small can have such a dramatic effect all the way through. And it's just how have how are these little things sticking around? Like how did how is he the only person that was able to figure this out? And where are they going to lead us? Yeah, I think it's I think it's got something where maybe it could be the other thing is, and this was when we was talking a little bit on social media with some people, um, they kind of felt like maybe the goal is to make them so human that it, it can even be like a takeover. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, basically it's a really unique way of saying Terminator eight, <laughs> you know, and, and instead of being killing machines, you know, we've created these things that could basically make their own conscious decisions somehow. Well, I mean, you might not be far off with killing machines from what we've seen in the show so far. Yeah, well, I mean, you can see a character get shot eight times and it doesn't even sprinkle, you know. Not at all. tickle, you know. So, um, I I don't know. You know, I think that's what I think another thing that's really fascinating about the show is is that it is wide open Mm -hmm. to where it can go. And in that frame, like, what are you thinking? Do you think this is virtual reality? Do you think these people, these rich people who are paying are actually in this world? Uh, I think they're physically in the world. Okay, so you think their actual body is in here. The reason I say so is because why have these synthetic humans and have synthetic horses and have these things that full-size, talk-to, programmable, and so on to transport into a virtual that makes no sense to me if you can if you had a virtual reality you can create all those characters that are non-existent without actually having a physical you know i agree with that but then it comes back to that board that was ever shaped i think that was just like like hunger games it was just a you know a a size down version Mm -hmm. and you see how they zoomed in zoomed in and zoomed in especially when they're at the shooting scene and towards the end it's just like a very mobile thing that they can control and touch it's like a big camera Exactly. I think it's just a a digital map that's interactive, like you see on a lot of things. Like I feel like I was watching Star Wars, and you know they put up the you know what's that planet Death Star? Yeah. You know, and they could zoom in, zoom in, zoom in. You know, like that. I think it's just a terrain map that is three D that it, you know you can zoom in and out and so on. And I think that's what it was. And I thought it was a really cool effect. Yeah, and I'll definitely have to roll with you on that because that just makes the most logical sense. Like it, it makes no sense to put that much detail into these things if it's all virtual reality i'm 100 and then it would be i think if you're like they said if you want the client to feel and experience it it has to be yeah is they have to be in there and that would explain why 
to an extent why the uh, synthetic people's bullets and stuff are bouncing off of them. It's just right. because it's not real. Exactly. And then, like, if it was virtual reality, why would you have the sheriff have a meltdown and his eyes mm. roll around and stuff like that? It wouldn't happen. Instead, you'd have glitches. Instead, you see the machine breaking down and so on. So, to me, it's definitely a physical world. Yeah. Uh, which I like. I think is... I, I mean, I think it makes the most sense. Yeah. Well, it, it gives it more kudos to me. You know, it really carries it more. Um, the, and the, I would say your final big character to me is the man in black, which yep. is of course the amazing and wonderful Ed Harris. I um, mean, just a fantastic job all the way through. I, I was terrified every time he was on screen. I don't know if there is another actor that I can say could fill this void that he, you know, could take that spot. Now that I've seen him in it, I'm just like, the guy is spot on. I mean, but not only him, just everybody else. I mean, I can't see a bad decision that they made. Name one casting decision or one spot in this entire episode that was like, eh, you can't name one. Yeah, there really wasn't. You can't. I can't think of another show that I've watched in the last 10 years that I can say I didn't catch at least one, uh, you know, situation. Yeah, like one little cringeworthy or there's like too much of an awkward pause or anything. Like everything here was... Like the facial expressions that people were making, that these uh, synthetics were making, were just. Well, it's just it was so eerie. I mean, I know that the eye, you know, like the the like fly going eye. across the eye and stuff was a digital, but it was so well done, and the lighting and the way that was done, it just gave it that eerie feeling, you know. Well, I love that you bring up the fly because you think that's what's causing these meltdowns, because every time something happens, the fly touches them. I don't know. It, it, it could be like the M. Night Shalom, you know, jinx of, you know, anytime you see the red door handle or the color <laughs> red, you know, it's a clue. You yeah, know what something's I mean? going to be it's happening. It's the clue, you know. I don't see that. I think that, you know, I don't think they would go to that. Um, I think the fly was just, the entire deal with the fly was just to see that they have no reaction. And at the end, she swats it as a way of showing the movement. Well, that... That's a huge thing in the fact that she killed that fly. Oh, yeah. End. Well, can spend, they spent 20 minutes talking to her, and then they're like, can't kill, harm a living thing. Yeah. And then she swats it and doesn't even blink an eye. To me, that that's what I'm saying. It's setting the tone for where this is going. It's Terminator 8. And I swear, <laughs> if we see Schwarzenegger in the cold storage, I'm turning this, I'm turning this off. You know? No, you're not. I know I'm not. <laughs> I'm a huge Schwarzenegger fan. So, anyway, um, the that's what... I think that's what, you know, basically we're making them so human that maybe the programming, the computer or whatever it is that handles them can't handle what the human mind can handle. Yeah. And so we're seeing the effects of that. And maybe this is his slow and subtle tweaks to make it where you can't, you know, whatever they've got can handle the updates and everything like that, you know. And so I think that's 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 what's fascinating, um, where they're going with that. Um, I don't know. I, I I'm still stuck on the fly because I think Anthony Hawkins are controlling the flies. I I think that's his little ace in the hole to put everything into destruction mode or to completely take it over to where there's a major flaw. It's possible. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have to disagree, but I'm, hey, I'm, gonna I'm okay possible. with it. I'm, like, I'm gonna say it's possible. I I, I think there was just pure symbolism. I really do. It's just, you know, hey, you can see that they don't, they're unaffected. Yeah. No, I mean, I definitely see where you're coming from. Um, and of course, there's several other characters in the show. Um, I think one of the, the... Who do you think stole this show so far? I'm going to tell you, man. You know, even though he was... 
it's it's a toss up between um I think right. Bernard did a fun, phenomenal job when he talks and handles his scenes. But Anthony Hopkins is just his cold stares and his monologues and some of the scenes, especially I'm going to tell you the, the best scene of the entire episode to me was his interview of uh, Abernathy, the daddy. Yeah. You know, and when that, when he was evidently malfunctioning, it was so calculated um, and him holding those stares. I mean, mm-hmm. I went right to social media and was like um, the eerie stairs. <laughs> this has a new level. You know what I mean? Um, just it just reminds you of old grin, you know? Anthony Hopkins. It did, you know, just the way he talked to him, you know, about how, you know, as a species where we reach pinnacle and how, you know, you know, you say destroy, but let's at least examine why. Yeah. And I mean, always digging for a little bit more, you know, the, the, I understand why he joined the show because you can see the writing is just on point. Yeah. Like they wrote this role with him specifically in mind. And, I'm not, there's not a lot of people who can carry a you know a candle to this man when he when he's on point. No, um, that and then you know I, I really enjoyed Ed Harris. You know I, I mean I thought <laughs> the way he was doing stuff was great, but I think there was also some sub characters. I were think Hector, so cool. I think Hector absolutely sold the show for me because like there was a little mini build up. You know you're like you're in the town. And oh yeah! Like everyone's like, "Hey, you know, we gotta go hunt this bandit," and then we finally see him, and he just rolls into town, blowing every or just blowing people away. You know, robs the little saloon and stuff. I loved how that he uh, captured the safe, pulls the main, I guess, hooker it was out very, of the way. Yeah, it was very classic. Mm-hmm. You know, it was almost like you're watching spaghetti western, but done in a manner that was like, "Okay, this is cool." Yeah, you know what I mean. It wasn't just cliche. And then when you know we're getting the final speech, the dude is like, "Yeah, you know, wrote this great final speech." You know, I'm excited for you to hear. She's like, "I bet it's gonna blow us away." And then all of a sudden, right before. The dude who paid for the amusement park just comes and blows his head off, and I was just like, "Hmm." You know, but that's that spontaneity made it that much better. Oh, I you mean, it made mean? it absolutely amazing. <laughs> yeah, and just you know uh, that little couple. I mean, yeah, that guy was you know obviously yeah you know, a loser, but you know, but his wife was tripping me out. You know what I mean? The whole deal. You know, like they're all like, "Well, for what we paid for this place," <laughs> and I want to go back to town before. I have dark. no idea how he got her to go there. Yeah, I mean, because she did not look like she wanted any part of being. You know, in the, the funny thing is, she was healed. Did you see? She had a six shooter on her hip too, mm-hmm. which in, in a dress. I was like, like really? I, I mean, mean so- I, at no point in time did I see her <laughs> being able to pull this thing out and use it, but yeah. she had it. Yeah, I was just kind of like, wow. I mean, it was, you know, but that's something else. It completely unexpected. Yeah, well thought out. I mean, it was one of those expected. It was like I definitely should have seen this coming, but I didn't. Yeah, and I mean, it completely worked. I mean, absolutely. You know, um, I thought the special effects were great. Mm-hmm. I can't say there was a spot that was the only one I can say was like a true CG um, special effect that was kind of you know maybe more noticeable than anything is when the guy got shot through the face and it got spread onto the, the yeah. But piano. the the way it exploded from the back, like out of his mouth and opened up. I was completely okay well, it with you, it. Well, it made me close my mouth and you know and blink because I was like, <laughs> "All right, did that just spray on me?" You know. So yeah, I mean, that was about the only spot I noticed. 
I thought the the gun violence and the you know the bullet wounds. I thought, yeah, whoever I thought they, did the special effects guys, they, phenomenal they did, job. They did a really really good job. Uh, I was really really impressed. You know, um, it, it actually made me think. You know, I watched those videos. Man, we we befriended the uh, Tolan FX mm-hmm. group and uh, Steve and all them, which do a, a phenomenal job. In FX they do Outsiders and several other shows and. You know, and they have those special squibs that, you know. Yeah, that he was talking about. Right, and I've watched videos on them. Some of those gun effects look so much like it, you know, like really real blood coming Mm -hmm. out instead of that, you know, a pop and smoke or a flash. And they have like openings and stuff. Yeah, and, and, uh, you know, I know it's crazy to talk about stuff like that, but that stuff fascinates me, which is when people go the extra mile to make it look a little more realistic. Even yeah, it gives though, that realism that we really right. crave, especially since this show is talking, making something as real as humanly possible. So, I mean, that's definitely important that they're going to go the extra mile for. Right. Um, I will say one of the most peculiar things ever, in which I know every dairy farmer in the, you know, in the world <laughs> was enjoying watching the show they did, is that what was with the milk? The milk. And I mean, th- this is coming from an avid milk lover. Uh, yes. Um, we'll we go through a gallon a couple of, every couple of days here around here at this household. But um, like, what was the point of it? Like, I mean, why is he looking at milk like it's the whiskey? You notice something I'm thinking about it was is that you know all those scenes that they were dealing with those milk was it was it nighttime almost every time i don't think it was uh you, you yeah, think i think it was two times yeah. that they dealt with the two bandits you know it's the same bandit it's the same bandit it was walter and somebody um the guy with the huge facial mm-hmm. uh mustache that goes you know turned into handlebars and stuff um those two scenes that they were in both of them, you know, it were was dark. It was milk. I wonder if just having milk made it where you could see it better at night. You know, I'm just going to throw out there that it could be something as simple as that. It was just it, the white paleness of it made exactly. it easier to you know, show And up. then how many bad guys do you see spitting milk out on folks? <laughs> in different? I mean, it, it could just literally be well, something different. Well, and he was actually like pointing at the guest saying it's not for you. And so like... I mean, it's probably a little too much, like, digging deep into it, saying, you know, specifically looking at the guests, like, you can't have this milk, like, it's only for the original synthetics. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, there's maybe something to it. Um, but then in the second scene that we see it, like, as he's drinking the milk, it's coming out of that hole that's right. in Right, well, you stomach. could tell that, like they said, that was a malfunctioning. Like, mm-hmm. he was not supposed to do that, like, you know, uh, and everything else. So, they're a first scene where they kill Abernathy and you spit on him and he's like, I won't judge you. She's yeah. still warm. Oh. I was like, this, this is, did he this really is just awesome. say that? Yeah. I mean, this is not to say it's awesome that you wanted to you know, necrophilia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I'm just saying like the whole setup to the scene was really, really well done. I mean, like I said, the lighting is so like you said. A I lot think of the cinematography milk, here. you know, it like it looked more grotesque. It really did. Than it would be if he was just spitting on him or he was. And whiskey. just like the long waterfall pours, I was just exactly cascading down. Like I mean, it was yeah. just great thought process. It really was, and the the way they were dressed, the facial hair. I mean, it looked like two two robbers. It looked like two scruffy, you know, bad guys, and it was just. Who your costume design, you know, the way it was produced. I mean, it was just an all-around great little scene there. And it, then to have Ed Harris come in out of, black nowhere. And, out of nowhere, you know. And, and for a split second, I was like, okay, you know, Ed Harris seems like a good guy. Like, I mean, I, I don't know why I was thinking good guy or not, but no. Right. Far from being the hero of this right. thing. Yeah, there's no doubt. You know, the one thing about this, which makes it peculiar, okay, nobody in that scene was a paying customer outside of Ed Harris. 
So we don't know that. Well, I'm pretty sure we know that Ed, because he's talking to Dolores. She's like, you don't remember me, do you? And I've so, been doing this for 30 years. Yeah. And so I got to feel like so he's, is he, if he remembers it's been 30 years and stuff, he's and your memory supposed to be wiped. I got to figure he is, he's the missing link. He's the unknown. He's either a paid, a paying customer who just lives there now or something, because we see by the end when he gets the, uh, what is it? The poker dealer or something mm-hmm. that there's a maze or some kind of map key in this guy's scalp. Yeah. And so and he I, even looks at the, the Dolores and says, tonight I won't be there. I got other plans, you know? Yeah. And she's so it's just, like, evidently that's what he's supposed to do almost daily, you know? So, well, I don't, I think that's just, he pays so he can essentially rape her in whatever way he wants. Right. And so, I mean, that's what makes me think that he's got to be a paying customer. Maybe so. But uh, what's odd is we don't see any guests or paying customers interact with each other. Yeah. And so, how big is this amusement park? Like, I mean, we're only, I mean, well, we know there's a lot of stories. if you looked at the base of the, if you looked at that map in the digital version there, and they had to zoom in like multiple times to even get to a town, it sounds very, it, I mean, not sounds, but it looks vast. Yeah. I it think looks, they said 10% was 200, so we have roughly 2,000 synthetics in this park. Yes. But uh, it's just odd that we didn't see any guests interacting with other guests, I guess. That's true. Especially since Teddy overlaps in two different stories because we had that other group come in. It was like, oh, you know, this is Teddy. You know, he showed me around the last time. You know, I did it with the wife and kids, and then next time I broke bad and did whatever I wanted. Right. I, I really don't know. I think, that's like I said, that's one of those holes that you're looking forward to yeah. see what they fill in with. And where it's going. And so uh, if you did pay all this money, what, what would you do? Would you be a nice, good guy, family man, or would you? Oh, no, no, no. I would want to, I'm just being honest, you know, I would want to, you know, shoot up some folks. I'd probably, you know, do something with women. I'd probably, I would live the experience knowing it's not real. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not like you're cheating. It's just, it's living out an experience you could never live out. And that right there is more thrilling than, and so do you think that the, they're working too hard to make them too realistic? You know, are you with like the narrator like, hey, let's knock this back a few updates? Um, you know, I don't think so. I, you know, like he, one, the one guy said, well, you know, maybe they, they want us to know that they're fake. Da, 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 da. To me, I think if you feel like it's real the whole time, that would add more to the experience. Yeah. I think you have to continue updating and everything. Right. And so, you know, and then, you know, to get repeat customers, you got to make it where it shakes it up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, no, I'm right along there with you. I I think, think, I mean, who doesn't want to rob a bank? Exactly. And who, who doesn't want to be a bad guy just to say I was a bad guy just to try, you know what I mean? Just to, you know, I think there is an inherent curiosity in humans that, you know, you want to try things, you know. In a wanna, safe environment that exactly, doesn't. Exactly, knowing matter. that there's no consequence for yeah. it and that there's no moral judgment or compass for it because it's not real. I mean, that right there, you know. If you're not doing it that way, you're probably, you wasted a lot of money in our yeah. humble opinion over here at Bleed TV. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, exactly. If you're not, if you don't go where to where you can't, you know, due to whatever morality, you know, laws, whatever, then, you know, 
just to say I went back to the old west. It, yeah, that it doesn't sound like for the money that you have to shell out for this. That's what you. No, I, I want to be known as like Billy the Kid. You know, I want to be the top gunslinger. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm gonna pay top dollar and just go be the a Western massacre. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, just they will remember my name. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so the this getting on the show itself you know basically what i'm understanding from the show is is that this is something that's been going on for at least 30 years yep. um that's been through several different phases of upgrades certain characters and so on it's corporately financed ran and so on under the direction of a dr ford which is um anthony, anthony hopkins, hopkins. Um, his right hand man analyst um, guy is Bernard, and is he the one that's been there thirty years, or he hasn't been there the whole time? I don't think he's been there the whole time. Um, you know, we've met some other characters that are more, you know, on the corporate side, yeah, you know, quality control, you know, kind of aspects. And then, you know, of course, we've met several synthetic characters and so on. Um, you know, the the prostitutes, the the sheriff, you know, Sheriff Pickett, the the Abernathy, the dad stuff. Um, I, I'm the premise I'm getting in the playing the main plot line of the story is is that we're going to be dealing with this basically an amusement park. Yeah, it, um, for the rich. It's to, a very like, and I guess it can switch what it wants to be because it didn't used to be Old West, but it's right now a Western amusement park to where you can do whatever you want safely. Right, you in know, some weird price. way, exactly. Yeah. And I feel like where the show is going, even based on what the preview is showing, is is that the synthetics are going to change their behavior to something that we're not, they're not prepared for. They're going to learn what they're here for in revolt, in a sense. I think exactly, and I think that's going to be part of it. And I think the that's going to be the drama of it. But I think it's also going to be the drama of the people who are in control of this mm -hmm. when it comes to this is a cash crop versus what's safe. Yeah. You know, and so there's going to be that. And then of course the, I think, like I said, I think there's alternative motives for different characters. Um, just like she points out to the one character that, you know, you're trying to rise to the top doing it your way, you know, whatever. And you see t uh, Anthony Hopkins character, Dr. Ford, we feel like he has alternative motives. And I think Bernard is just in the middle, mm -hmm. you know, and he's like, you know, your Jiminy Cricket of the show. I mean, Bernard just seems like the scientist who wants to do the coolest stuff possible and not really worry about any of the consequences. Right. He's not in it for cash or anything. He just he's wants to advance the science. Yeah. He just wants to advance science as much right. as humanly you know, possible. You can see the appeal, you know, and almost like he's the mentee to the yeah. mentor, Anthony Hopkins. So, um, but so do you think they, they kind of made it vague, like something's gone wrong before and people have died. And so I want to ask but, you, how do you think that people have died in this world? Well, it said that they've never had an incident in 10 years. Yeah. Right? And so they're, they're overdue. Um, I'm going to guess that, you know, I don't necessarily, did they actually say somebody died? They didn't say anyone died or anything, but I mean, that's kind of what they're hinting at. I'm kind of feeling like since their biggest thing is, is their number one protocol is, is can you hurt a living thing? Mm -hmm. I'm willing to bet that an incident 10 years ago is that somebody got hurt. Yeah. You know, there was a malfunction. Or I'm something. going hurt with all the way to death, but. 
uh, I, I, I just don't know how because I don't, seen... don't want to make that leap. Uh, you know, because you kind of think it would be shut down if someone. I died. think it would be yeah. If somebody died and something like that, then that's just like going to Jurassic Park. You know, in the dinosaur eating you. I'm not going. You know, what <laughs> I mean, it's just one of those things. I don't know. I mean, I would still want to see a dinosaur. Right. Maybe not the ultimate I'd be dinosaur. Packing. You know <laughs> what I mean? So, um, so that that's kind of where. Yeah. You know, like I said, is it possible? Is it relative? Yes. Do I think? Um, that's where they're aiming for immediately. I don't think so, but... But, I mean, then again, it's like, how do they get hurt? Because we see their bullets bounce off and stuff, and I don't see, like, it changing... Well, it could be a whole situation where the two the two synthetics are supposed to have a bar fight. Yeah. Instead, he starts fighting a real person, you know, and you know, the guy gets his ass whipped, you know, or a woman gets hit with a bottle, or... You know, something, you know, there's a lot of things that go, you know, they're shooting up the place and who knows, one of the bullets ricochets and hits somebody. Well, I mean, we see bullets hit Ed Harris. So do you think that's just still the anomaly to where he, we don't know what he is? Yeah. It's like, I didn't, did you get the vibe that those were going through him or just hitting him and just like plinking off? It looks like they just kind of disintegrated when they hit him. Right. But you know, when the gun was shot. Like his revolver, it sounded different and it landed differently mm-hmm. compared to when he was shooting that, you know, that revolving rifle. It was something completely it different. It sounded like a real rifle, you know, and you saw a bullet penetrate and go out the back of somebody. Yeah. A, quite a bit different effect. But and I mean, so, that, that was synthetic on synthetic. And exactly. So, and so I'm with you. So does, I mean, that gives more kudos that Ed Harris is a, a host, not a host, a paying customer. A customer. And but so, it, it could be something like you're saying to where Ed Harris is something different, not necessarily synthetic or a paying customer. Right. And that's why they're still worried about the guests or paying customers that can get hurt. You know, not seeing the original movie, I want to believe that because I do he's think the anomaly I that is left in there yeah. on purpose. Like I think he is something different than everybody else I based off of the old movie. But as of right now, I'm sticking to he's a guest that. Or something different. I, I don't know. Yeah, but it just makes me that much more curious and salivate to where that's uh, going. I can't wait to see what he continues to do. Because he's looking for something. And I don't know if it's necessarily the Fountain of Youth or whatever it is. Maybe he's Anthony Hopkins. That's something that just crossed my mind. But what's to say, every time you see Ed Harris, you don't, you know, you don't see Anthony Hopkins. What's to say he's his alter ego? Yeah, well, he's, who's Anthony Hopkins talking to? When the, there's that breach and they go down in the suits and everything. That was the, one of the original first synthetics that always broke down. Yeah. Problems, but, I mean, he kind of looked like Ed Harris with a bunch of hair and stuff. Because right. like, he had we, a beard, homeless kind of look. Yeah. For all we know that this Ed Harris is a one that he's continued to upgrade. Yeah. And has stayed in the park. You know, if he is a synthetic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he's made of something different. And, you and that's why it. everything is a little bit different when it's around him and stuff. Exactly. And maybe he's not trackable. Maybe he's in, in black is because he's not on the computer screen as something that is seen or programmed. Is anyone else wearing black? Not all yeah. black. Oh, except for Teddy, the, the, the bad guy. Um, oh, Hector? Hector or no? Hector. Hector. You know, he had an all black get up. Yeah. Know? Uh, it's so different to see him in that outfit. I'll, every time I see him, I always think of 300 and his gold paint and bald head, you know. Oh, man. You know. <laughs> Stay together. <laughs> so uh, quite a bit different role. So, um, But, you know, 
where is the show trying to take us? You know, of course, I watched the preview, but they kept reiterating the whole deal of uh, don't don't hurt a living thing, don't hurt a living thing. Do you understand? And then, and then she swats the fly at the end of the show, and um, straight to credits. I thought, what that does was... this mean to me? I think it goes back to what we originally said: is that these things are becoming more human mm-hmm. than others are ready for, and something bad go? is going to happen into this park. Right. And like I said, when you watch the previews, which I'm not really going to talk about the previews, um, I'm going to be honest with you, it looks like an action-packed season, which is not what I really expected, but I am that much more excited about. It It's going to be different action that I'm excited about. And just like it has to kind of be talked about, what do you think about the nudity in this episode? It was very different. It seemed natural. You didn't have perfect breasts yeah. you didn't have like grotesque you didn't nothing was f- like thrown in your face no like, I mean you know, it was but like you're just no, like I mean like think about it did you have a scene longer than a second of a woman just extenuating her breast in front of you no not I mean I really. guess not I mean you had the whole that the one hooker Clementine I think was her name yeah I mean you got a side shot of her and I mean it's not a woman who is perfectly enhanced you know it, it's a natural looking person you know um, and you know you saw her from the side and you see people in cold storage and you know you, yes, see plenty you see, of guys you see plenty of guys and they all look very similar um, I mean and they don't it's like I said you see people who are not <laughs> what I would say, perfect physiques, (laughs) and they're not to be afraid to be naked. You know, so there's a lot, I mean, to me... There's a very Bravo HBO moment. It went more towards what is human instead of what is the mental mindset of what perfect human is. Yeah. I mean, you look at a Cosmo magazine, you're seeing, but nothing but, you know, perfect women, perfect breasts, you know, perfect sex position, whatever you want to call it. And when you look at guys, men's health, that's what you think of. But these, these are real, they look like real real people people on a normal daily basis that would, you know, run off into a bathroom to take their clothes off (laughs) and not just in front of anybody. And part of the reason I wanted to ask that is because you brought up all the synthetics we have in storage. There's a lot of synthetics here in storage. There is no doubt that that you know, given they said basement floor 83. Yeah. How to many? Me, how many do you think was in that room they were walking in to look at? At least a couple hundred. At least that's one floor, and we're at eight floor eighty three. So I mean, I mean, you do a, just do a hundred a floor. I mean, that's low. That's eight thousand three hundred. We're going to say it's probably more, at least double that. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, we're talking about a lot of synthetics. We have an army. Exactly. How do you think this is going to play into the series? I don't know. You know, and how creepy was it down there? Ooh. For a place, it probably makes tons of cash. It did kind of seem slightly... Pretty cheap. Cheap that, you know, that water's in there, the cooling system's down, all that kind of stuff. So I was kind of like, kind of curious about that. But, but I did really like the water flooding the elevator, even though it was a little cheap and stuff. I loved how the doors just automatically like creaked open and everything and then just a flood of water. It set the tone for where they were going. Mm-hmm. You know, what also kind of surprised me is them locking and loading. Like, what do you need it for? really fear? Yeah. You know, so... And that's what uh, I was going to call him BT, but uh, Bernard's character was like, like, why are you coming down fully loaded? Like, yeah, like in riot gear, you know? There's no worries. And like, you, you don't have kids, do you? And I was like, I'll get out of here. 
Yeah. I mean, and I understand we, and I think that is just a precursor to what we should expect. We're going to expect an uprising of, you know, synthetics to change their programming or make a decision. True. But uh, then again, we had like what, five people with very small clip guns. Yeah. That was a losing battle. Yeah. Well, who says they're guns? For all we Ooh. know, they shoot something that a synthetic can't handle. You know, it immediately shut down. They shoot some electric charge that they're down. I mean, you know? that's fair, but I mean, do you think they had enough bullets in there to take out an no, entire floor? No, me personally, I would walk down like Rambo. Yeah. You know, where, where's my M60 you know, automatic? You know, Like, give me the Humvee. The, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, I want to be the Terminator Caterpillar gun where I can mow down the entire room. Yeah, you one know? fell swoop, no worries. Um, of course, this is 30 years in the future for all we know. You know this could be Judge Dredd that has a 100-round magazine in a pistol. And do you think this is future-based? Absolutely. Okay. Just a- absolutely, one hundred percent. I think this is. It's set. It. I'm willing to bet it's at least fifty years to a hundred years ahead of us right now. Okay. I mean, if we're talking about the advancements of being able to cure any disease and reaching the pinnacle of human species, that's fair. I, I think we're way out there. You know, um, the only thing that doesn't necessarily communicate that is that they don't dress them in a manner that makes you think futuristic, which I think would have been ridiculous. So I like the decision. Yeah, no, I, I like that we're still in plain clothing and everything. Right. And you know, we had, you know, we're not wearing some spacecraft, you know, shiny material and, you know, ties that are four of them. Want, you know, just something off the wall ridiculous. So I, I do like that. So I think that was on the money. Um, no, and I mean, I'm super excited to see where we go next week. Like you absolutely, said, absolutely, absolutely. I, th- I think we've hit all the main points. I think next episode is really going to dive into where we're trying to go, and so I, I'm super pumped for next week. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting Jake in the mix. You know, absolutely. Uh, I think it'll, it'll add to the show, and uh, and I hope you guys are enjoying it. Um, you know, hit us up, guys. Um, you know, we didn't do a lot of talk on, on social media with this, especially since it was the first episode. You kind of wait until the show's over. Yeah. But what are y'all thinking moving forward? Um, you know, we, you know, we're at Bleed TV Podcast on Facebook as well as uh, you on can Twitter. Email you can email us. It's Bleed TV Podcast at Gmail. Um, we would uh, love to hear from you guys and talk about it. Yeah, what's did your you theory s- on the milk? Yeah, what's Let your milk know. theory? Uh, did you see something else we didn't talk about? You know, because I wouldn't mind revisiting the first episode when we talk about the second. I think everything is going to be uh, linked in a unique yeah. way. And, and I think let me just awesome. give Jake a little bit. A little yeah, give him spiel. a little opportunity and so on. So uh, y'all, y'all hit us up. Let us know what's going on, what you think, and uh, spread the word that we're out there. And if you got a second like the show, hit us on iTunes and give us a positive review. We always really appreciate it. Let us know about the feedback on the new intro. We uh, yeah, we kind of shook <laughs> it up a little bit. We used to do the old, you know, this is Bleed TV and da da da, you know. But uh, so we shook it up a little bit. But other than that, guys, we're gonna call it tonight. Um, and so I'm Zach and I'm Cash and this was Bleed TV and we'll catch you guys next week. Until next week.